0: This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit Clinic.com.
1: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like... Like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment. Down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
2: KNC masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. It's Mike McCarthy.
3: You know, saw the rest of it this morning in the in the video. So yeah, definitely it was a. Good game, um, you know, there's things that you're, you're always looking for. Obviously the weather was different there than, than it's going to be Sunday night. So, yeah, you look at all those things.
4: Claire, so far, we'll Star-Telegram. Uh, first thing, you heard anything on Leonard and, and whether he's, he's made a decision between the Cowboys and Eagles?
3: No, we haven't. Yeah, I have no uh, updates there. So, what would you say? No updates.
4: Uh, and secondly, um, I know you watched the game, but just talking about the outcome now this game, You had a chance to top in first place, and what what that means for your team. Obviously, you focused on yourself, but now the stakes are.
3: I mean, you know, through the generosity of the media, and you you frankly have all the playoff scenarios out there, so I don't need to focus on it at all. Um, But, you know, yes, we want to get to this 10th win. Uh, We understand where they are, get to this 10th win. Um, So that's really – I I really do – like the stretch that we're getting ready to be on and in this, you know, and I'll talk to the team more about this on Wednesday. But you know, when you look at the teams that we're getting ready to line up and obviously Philadelphia is all is all that matters right now. I mean it's this this is an excellent opportunity for us to play in playoff type games without you know without playoff consequences. And I think that serves very well uh, because December football is something that you know I've personally I've always enjoyed uh, I think it's a it's a great indication of, of where you are as a team and and what you need to um, obviously do to get into the playoffs and be ready for the playoffs. So uh, we're looking for. I mean, it's it's the Cowboys and the Eagles. I don't think I have to say anything more than that.
5: Mike um, Todd Archer with ESPN. When you have this kind of break, does your self scout increase because uh, you have a couple extra days in
3: there? Um, I, it it increases on on what what you can do on the back end of it. I mean, you got to do your self scout every week. Um, and, and personally, uh, it's something that you know, you know, I, that's that's how I came up in the league as a quality control coach, and 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 have spent a lot of time. So I clearly understand the, the importance, the regularity, and the impact that it can make. Uh, but when you do have some extra time, you know, you have an extra day with your players to to to, 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 to implement more things coming out of the cell, Scout. So it's not that oh, okay, you got a break now we're going to do cell, Scout. That's that's not the reality because you do that every every monday and tuesday morning uh, but it's really the extra time i mean i had three meetings this morning we're just off of you know not only the self cell scott information but okay hey you know we can install a little more this week uh because of the things that we know what's in front of us is there anything
5: about the opponent's passing game against you guys the last two weeks that you need to look at and oh and,
3: and well, yeah no and, and you know obviously we don't, we don't want to dive into every little detail up here, and, and you know and it's those those are questions for both or all three, really. You know, Dan, Brian, and and John. You know, so it's it's really how are we going to attack this next you know trimester of games? Um, so uh, because you do have a chance to install a little more this week. John, because you know John? we played three games and you know every helmet game, so our our game plans have been very very tight. Uh,
2: John showed the athletic. Um, so I don't know if you got to see it during the Eagles game, but their chief of security got involved with some players getting tangled up. Um, do you have to talk to your staff about that after something like that happens, or do you just trust that hey, they
5: know? Don't get involved with that stuff.
3: Well, I, I think like anything in, in our league, anytime something happens, particularly on a national stage, um, y- y- your emails go up. So, um, so I, that's so I think the process is in place.
6: And those are emails from the league.
3: I got more emails today. So,
6: okay. Mike. Michael Gelkin, Dallas Morning News. Aside from simple availability, what is tiring, what What is his presence meant to your offensive line? What has he brought? I mean, left
3: tackle, uh, obviously it's, it's played very well. It's graded out high. So um, I, I think I clearly, see, you know, your left tackle position uh, when you don't have to help it is, you know, that, that I think it clearly tells you what, what the impact it, it gives you as an offense. You know, I think the fact that all five of our linemen have been able to now stack games together is is huge, and it's it's definitely a big part of uh, some of the success that we're having on offense.
7: What does it do for Tyron to have Tyler next to him, and vice versa, Tyler oh, not yeah. Tyron?
3: Well, I mean, we've talked about this in training camp. You know, those guys didn't have much time together, so I, I think the fact that you know you got two you know two Pro Bowl caliber players, you know, now getting in sync and getting their timing down, and uh, and, they're, and they're only going to improve with each and every opportunity. So
2: just the athletic, Mike, you've been around a lot of different personalities at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak's personality, how does how do you see that resonate with his teammates and, and what allows his teammates to kind of, you know, back him
3: the way they do? Well, I'm, I mean, it's just like anything. You know, you, everybody talks about the locker room, the, you know, the place of, you know, each individual in the locker room. Obviously, the, the credibility of the quarterback is, is very high in every NFL locker room, uh, especially when the quarterback is is paid, too, because, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's not – you know think that that doesn't matter in, in some of the you know the you know the everyday life and, and rhythm and you know climate culture of a locker room uh but Dak Dak's done all the the fundamental work you know and i, I think coming in as a rookie um you know playing on a rookie contract having the success that he's had and, and just really the type of person um he he it's very natural for him um i, I would Definitely, you know, ranking very high in people skills, you know, awareness, instincts. Uh, so he's very, very engaged uh, with everybody in the locker room, and um, you know, and I think it's, I think we all understand that too. I mean, it's, it's it's something. It's it's usually one of the first things you hear about Dak Prescott. So, and I, I think everybody to a man is is so excited uh, to see him have the success that he's having because of uh, what how everybody feels about him as a man.
2: Um. I know, I'm sure you guys have internal metrics and things like that, but pro football focus ranks him as the best in terms of the least turnover-worthy
0: passes or plays or whatever. What has kind of allowed him to be um, so good in terms of
3: security? Well, I mean, it's just the discipline, the connection with his teammates, you know, the understanding of the offense. Uh, you know, he has total command, um, you know, and it's something we frequently speak about. You know, he, he needs to own the offense, you know, starting with the cadence, the, you know, the huddle command, um, you know, just to – the schematic um, communication, you know, the process during the week, and obviously, you know, it always comes down to how do you perform. And uh, he has that personality. He has that clear understanding. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I clearly feel strongly where he is and what, where he's developed. But frankly, it's a sight about where here where these guys can go off, uh, offensively. So, and it starts with his command and ownership. The historic run that they're on was on. How do you think he handled a difficult day, and, and how important is a, a day like that in the growth of a young player? I think it's the life in the NFL. I mean, it's it's the it's the it's the you know it's the reality of, of what these men compete in. You know, um, I mean, by no means do you think a team you know go back to Seattle is going to come in here and and play any differently. You know, so. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think this is a good experience for him. Some, you know, something that he'll clearly learn from. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, he still got his hands on one ball. You know, clearly almost had the second one there at the end. So, um, yeah, I I don't see. You know, we haven't practiced yet. Obviously, the players have been off. Uh, but I I don't anticipate any change in, in the way he approaches and the way he plays. Yes.
8: Jess the Mars pro football network coach. You talk about splitting this season into trimesters, officially in the third trimester. What have you learned in the first two, specifically play
3: calling with this team and this personnel? Well, I think, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll address the third trimester with the team on Wednesday. But, yeah, I, I think you look from one to two, and it's obvious, you know, offensively, you know, we, we, we've taken a step. You know, I, I think clearly um, the things – that we have improved on, as we've talked about earlier, I think it starts with the offensive line. I think the offensive line, just the availability in trimester one and trimester two is, is a is a huge statistic. And I think the production uh, that's followed that um, is, has been impactful. So, and, and hopefully we can build keep building off that.
0: Kevin Grant, one, Coach, you've coached an MVP and Aaron Rodgers, and Dak Prescott is getting a lot of consideration now as being an MVP candidate in this league. What defines
5: MVP for you and is Dak Prescott in that discussion based off of what your criteria would be for him?
3: Well, it's the level of productivity and, you know, and I think the consistency of it, you know, to be able to go out there week in and week out and put your team in, in position uh, through production and performance uh, to win the game. And, and he's obviously done it at an extremely high level here this six weeks. Todd.
5: Uh, Hendershot's availability, I think you have to make a decision by Wednesday do You know yeah. what you guys are going to do. Yeah, be? I think we
3: could, let, let's address that Wednesday, so thank you. And how,
5: how do you think your, your tight ends, obviously you like what Luke's, uh, Jake has done, but how do mm-hmm. you think your tight ends have?
3: Uh, well, I know, think Jake, Jake's taking that big step uh, that, you're, that you're, I think everybody was anticipating. I mean, it's something you can see, you know, signs of last year, um, you know, you see it on the practice field consistently, so I, mean, I don't think there's no surprise internally to to see him have hit this type of success, um but you know, yeah, I feel good about the other guys we we're, we're young and, that, and that's really what's really cool about that room, you know, and I think Linda does a excellent job uh so uh we need we need that room to take another step here in this you know in this final stretch you want to that? uh
5: I'm asking a couple of questions for you, buddy demonsky here um <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, buddy? What 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 drew you to uh, Tom Clements? What drew me to him? Yeah, yeah. Well, number one, he's from Pittsburgh. He's a great quarterback. You no, know, um, I don't know if, if if you know Tom, but uh, T- Tom's an outstanding football football guy. Um, you know, you need a, a connection. You know, from the head coach the way we were. Structured there, you know the head coach, the offensive coordinator, in the quarterback room. Um, it's a lot like on a different level. Tom was very experienced, uh, but it's really cool to see Scott Tolzien, you know, in that position now too. So um, that it, how it all fits together is important because everybody trains the quarterback differently. Everybody has a has a method uh, that they that they believe in, and uh, Tom's probably one of the easiest and uh, most intelligent coaches I've ever worked with.
5: And then he's developed. Obviously he was around Aaron mm-hmm. early and now he's around with what love's doing up there. Yeah. How does he interact with young quarterbacks?
3: Again oh, uh so consistent. Same guy every day, eats the same thing every day. I mean, he's just Tom is super, super consistent and uh, and I think that serves well for any quarterback. And I and I, you know, can't speak on exactly what's going on there right now, but I, I think it serves, probably serves Jordan very well. I mean he's he's done it, you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback in the Canadian League, you know, won a national championship in Notre Dame. Uh, so, you know, he has that credibility, uh, but he's, he's the same guy every day. And, and I think that is so important, so important for that room, um, you know, knows it inside and out. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure it serves, you know, serves him very well, you know, as far as the Jordan and the quarterbacks, you know, for the foundation that, that he's built. All righty, Thank, Thank you. Thank you.
2: There you go, Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy right here on 105.3 The Fan. we got a couple of other football updates for you. Is USC is saying that Caleb Williams will not play in their bowl game. What? I mean, I know a lot of the top players skip out on the bowl game. I was just curious if he would play because people have started to ask more and more
0: questions. He's got to do Heisman commercials. Well, yeah, he ain't winning this year. And then, in your face, Caleb, go cry to your mom about it. God.
2: And then the Titans have said that Derrick Henry did, in fact, not have a concussion. So he is not in the concussion protocol. And he has a broken ankle. So, no, the, <laughs> you're thinking about Kenny Pickett's ankle is not broken either. Is oh. Dennis Allen told reporters that not only is Derrick Carr back in concussion protocol he also suffered a rib injury. Mm. This would be the second concussion for Derek Carr in the last month in addition to a potential rib injury right there.
7: Oh, man. Kevin, I just wanted to point out this from earlier. Josina Anderson told that the Eagles have some optimism uh, regarding Shaq Leonard coming to Philly. That's the extent of the characterization at, that, at this time. And then she went on to say, my understanding is the Cowboys have not received any indication of Leonard's decision as of this early afternoon per sources. Those sources are us. Stephen yeah. came on and told us that he had not received any indication of his decision at the at the moment. And also, the sources again us when Mike McCarthy confirmed that in the presser that we just played. Just saying. Turn it on, leave it on.
2: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Corey, I'm going to give you the option. Do we want
7: to see Block It Now or talk
2: about the Texas Rangers?
7: Um... Let's talk about the Texas Rangers. We can get some more C-block action tomorrow. All right, Rangers next. Five Rangers most likely to be discussed in trade talks
2: this offseason. 877-881-1053. You want to throw out some of your opinions? We'll
1: do it next right here on The Fan.
2: Fancy masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm going to talk about the Rangers in just one second. But if you tweet something out in the past, people will find it. So yesterday, Kirk Herbstreet said, oh, I think the committee did a great job. I tip my cap as well. So, yay, good job, committee. Florida State people were really upset, and so they went through all of Kirk Herbstreit's tweets, I They should I be guess. happy.
0: They went undefeated. They haven't even
7: lost. That's a great
2: season. You can hang your hat on yeah. that. So back on October twelfth, two 2014, Kirk Herbstreit tweeted out the following. Why such sensitivity from Florida State fans? If you win out, you'll be in the top four regardless. Who cares if you're one or two? The goal is to finish in the top four.
7: Four. Yeah, just went out and you'll be there. That's the that's what happens. Now, yeah. ten years ago, what year was that? Two thousand and fourteen. Nine years ago. That <sighs> that still is a weird situation. A, he can change his mind.
0: Yeah, that was two thousand and fourteen. This is a new year.
7: Yeah, the but B, he also like weren't the rules different then? Am I am I wrong about this? Was when was the college football? No, it was in place. Okay, all right, there it is. He can't change his mind. He has to be, he has to always feel the that same. That was the way, first year. It. Well, I think so.
0: That probably because well the first one was Oregon versus Ohio State right because I went to it here at AT and T Stadium
2: and that was the one where I also thought maybe uh, maybe Ohio State should not have gotten into that and then they ended up winning it all yeah so he's I think that year's right
7: yeah that was so that was the first
2: year and so people are like. Dot
7: dot dot. Or he he is so. he has changed his mind since everything started. Or maybe yeah. he just doesn't care.
0: Yeah, he's telling for state that year. Do that. Yeah.
7: With, <laughs> with, this uh, year,
0: what's his name, Jameis Winston, eating his W's or mm-hmm. whatever.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Didn't he do that? Didn't he like eat his fingers? Yeah, he that would made make a w? The,
7: the West Side W among other things. And then yeah. he would eat one finger, <laughs> and then he would eat another finger, and then he would mm. eat the middle, or he was full. Hold on. Did he have all five up? And he. I can't remember. A he wanted
0: to eat W's, though, and then he stood up on a lunch table and said something, and that
7: wasn't good. Yeah, yes. what he said was definitely not, it was not good. considered okay.
2: All right, let's talk about the Texas Rangers. Do you want to get to the five Rangers most likely to be talked about in trade talks or a cool auction note?
7: Oh, this quick note on uh, Eric Nadell. He is going to be auctioning off... Handwritten notes he
2: penned that led to the call of Rangers fans, you're not dreaming. Actually, Chris, we go ahead and grab that call real quick so we can hear it once again. Maybe we should just have I, that in the folder every
7: day. I saw him last night at Jared's thing, which, by the way, that was awesome. Uh, great to be around all the people that were there, but I saw him as uh, signing an autograph, like signing a baseball, and I just kind of went, We're not dreaming. And Eric looked up at me and smiled so big. And it was just awesome to see that smile for one. But, like, that's the feeling, man. That was the feeling. That was the vibe last night. And he's got scorecards, books,
2: memorabilia, all up for auction. Now, you can check it out at Heritage Auctions. It ends December 17th, and all proceeds for Nadell's stuff will go to Benefit Suicide and Crisis Center Areas in North Texas.
0: Awesome. Is that the Halliburton? I he does a lot of stuff through
2: Halliburton. I'm not sure if this is an offshoot of it, but yeah, if you want all the notes that led up to this, they're up for auction. Two balls,
5: two strikes. Spores, kicks, and fires.
6: He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions after 52 years in Texas, 63 years of the franchise. The wait is over and the celebration has begun.
7: God, that still still got me feeling kind of emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you, Peyton, telling me to get over it. It's been a month.
0: Peyton's Peyton. You don't (laughs) know. I don't even think he grew up here. Oh my gosh! How do you grew up in Rockwall? Yeah, that's not here. That's I. I've what?
8: It. It's you a, think
2: anything outside of your tiny bubble yeah. is not really the Metroplex? If you have to cross over a lake. It doesn't count. Oh, oh my gosh! That is that is so insane. They could They'd have
0: to like think about it. How could they even get to Dallas without cars? Back in the day, they didn't have that. That freeway thing over the lake. Uh huh. They're like, I don't know what's over that lake. We can 66? never go over. Was,
2: the, well, was that fine? Okay, if we're doing that, aren't the Rangers in Arlington? Does that mean you don't get to celebrate? You're not in what, Arlington. What lake
7: do you drive over?
0: Yeah, there's no Lake Arlington. Yeah, there actually is. My parents live near it. What? But, the hell? it does. But the Rangers, you can get from Dallas yeah, to, have
7: to. drive over a lake to Kevin.
0: Arlington without lakes. Can I tell you something? There's a river. Oh my god, it smells bad.
7: A
2: river runs through it. <sighs> something crazy is the current bid on those notes, $575, which I think is like
3: way, way, There's going to be lower. a big-time Rangers yeah. fan. But they said December 17th, is yes. the.
0: there's a lot of time.
2: And also, there's a variety of Eric Nadel's broadcasting books, old scorecards that he's got. The scorebook he has from Sammy Sosa's debut wow. in 1989. So there's all kinds of like really cool stuff. If you want to go check out, you just go to Heritage Auctions and look up Eric Nadel if you want. And there's about two weeks until that auction closes.
0: I'm wondering that scorecard if there's Juan Gonzalez debut too. Didn't they debut in the same year? Ooh,
2: I think so. It's a good question. Oh look, yeah, because personally, I would be way more interested in Juan. I yeah. get like nationally, yeah. Sammy Sosa is going yeah. to be a bigger deal. All right. Evan Grant wrote this story for the Dallas Morning News over the weekend is the top five Rangers most likely to be discussed in trades this offseason. Because, Mike, you brought it up earlier. As much as we've kicked around, you know, Shohei, Yamamoto, Hayter, that is not the only method of which to make a change, as we just saw with the Mariners and the Braves and their trade this morning is... Trades could be a very big part of this, especially if we're talking payroll concerns. Hey, well, if you want to get a younger player that maybe is cheaper, you'll have to give up some different assets in terms of trades.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because the Mariners are in your division and they did give up three major leaguers on their team that contributed in different ways. Some of them you love the way they contributed. Some of them they didn't contribute up to the standard that you're paying them. But it's, it's interesting what the Mariners are doing there, dumping salary. And I'm like, what are they dumping salary for? Hopefully they're just dumping salary, and they're yeah. not adding. They're not dumping salary to add, but it'll be interesting in the Rangers situation what this offseason brings because it, it looks like they're out on big time spending. It doesn't mean they're not going to spend. It just looks like they're not going to be giving out thirty million dollar or more a year contracts. I don't think maybe Jordan Montgomery gets to that number, and I want Jordan Montgomery back. And I'm hoping that that they're if they're out on Yamamoto, they're out on Shohei. They might be out on hater because of the number of over $20 million per year on a relief pitcher. I'm hoping that they're in on keeping Montgomery. But I I don't know what the trade stuff... I don't know like uh, what they're after trade market-wise.
2: Now, the top two on the list are ones that we have brought up quite a bit. Leone Tavares and Nathaniel Lowe. And... That makes a lot of sense to me because you can see potential replacements or I wonder about potential replacements there. Tavares is probably the easier of the bunch because we're all dreaming ahead of just shift Evan Carter over there and then Wyatt Langford drops right into left field. I don't know if it will be that much of a seamless process, but in, in my mind, in a lot of people's minds, you're like, I would like to see that.
0: I hear you. I think that will eventually happen, but I think they're only trading leodi Tavares if it gets them like a good starting pitcher, yeah. Yeah. and you'll have to add a little bit more to it because starting pitching is more valuable than a center fielder, what leodi provides. leodi is an everyday player in the major leagues for a lot of major league teams, but a guy like Dylan Cease, I don't think it's going to be a straight up, here's leodi Tavares for Dylan Cease type of situation, but I want Ranger fans to understand this. They're only trading Leody Tavares and or Nate Lowe if it's improving the team. They're not trading these guys to just say we're trading them because we want to open up a spot in center field. They're not doing that. So I want Ranger fans, if they're listening to this and they've become new Ranger fans, they're not dumping salary at all. They would be going, look, if we have to move Leody Tavares to get this very valuable piece, we're willing to do it. They're letting teams know we're willing to trade Nate Lowe if – it gets us this very valuable piece. Like right now the Padres are trying to trade Juan Soto and there's a lot of rumors to the Yankees. Well, the Padres like we're only trading Juan Soto. If we get like three major league ready players, like they want Anthony Volpe, the shortstop who won the gold glove this year. They want their number one pitching prospect. Who's ready to pitch in the major leagues next year. And they want another major league ready player. Like, that's where they're like look they're not that the rangers are trading for one soda or getting into that bidding war but that's where they're willing to like we'll we'll be willing to trade you major league ready or major league players if it gets us the right piece
7: i feel like and this takes away from the rest of the conversation the 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 job of chris young to say last year is not this year as he moves forward each year is a new season we have to we have to win and build and grow into that instead of just believing that oh all these things will just carry over because we just won the world series and then just winning the world series and going back and going well what's our weakness i i I know mccarthy talks about self-assessing all the time but what's our weakness and is that the most important thing for this season do we need relief pitchers because we were able to win a world series with a weird trio that we had last year what do we need to do this year? So I think it's maybe have taken a little more time this season. This offseason season uh, has it started quickly and you had less time to get started on it. Uh maybe Chris Young's still having to develop some ideas on things that he can he can pull off, which is do I want to go ahead and trade some of these things and how can I get those trades going or signs?
2: And Nathaniel Lowe is an interesting one because now you've turned in, you've got somebody who you would still have three years of control. So even though it looks like his salary is going to be bumped up to around $9 million, he, you know, his defense has gone from one of the worst to clearly one of the best. And so that would be an intriguing, you know, an intriguing piece. Ezekiel Duran. Now, this is somebody who has, it feels like bounced in and out of the Rangers' plans and Rangers fans' hearts. But this is another player that is expendable potentially for the Rangers and another a really team good
7: factor for another team though
2: exactly and that's the key right there is because I know you know people will be like oh why can't we trade Martin Perez or like you know right. they're like why can't you take junk well that's because he's a free agent yeah that's true but you know what I'm saying <laughs> no I know what is you, you want to take Give something pal. where you have depth and the other team does not, and they would be interested.
0: And for like Ezekiel Duran, he's probably most valuable in the major leagues as a second baseman. His numbers as a second baseman are pretty solid. Now we know that he struggled, but that's probably his best defensive position. If you're looking at him as a everyday major league player, he's he's trying at third base. He's trying really hard in left field, and the dude's putting in a lot of effort to become a valuable utility guy that can play second, short, third, and left field. But... There might be a team that's weak at second base. I don't know all the team's second base situation. But if there's a team weak at second base and they're a developing team and they have a really good relief pitcher, I I don't know what team this is, then maybe there's a match that makes sense for the Rangers. And then they could say, well, look, we have Justin Foscue who's now on the 40 man who's ready to maybe contribute at a major league level who's a DH and a second baseman. So if we lose Zeke, We have the guy who we think can play second base or Josh Smith, who Josh Smith, I don't know what his value is around Major League Baseball, but the Rangers see him as a defensive guy and a pinch runner and a guy that gives gives guys days off when need be and can play second, short and third base and and left field. And he's a better defensive player than Duran, but Duran's a much better offensive player. So you kind of have this plethora of guys. And I'm sorry I always forget his name. I don't think he had a bad minor league year. The kid from Baylor, Wenzel, yeah, Davis, Wenzel. Davis Wenzel. Like, I need to go look up what's what's the value of Davis Wenzel on the market. What's the value of Davis Wenzel to the Rangers? Uh, so the Rangers do, when you talk about Ezekiel Duran, they do have, when I just named Foscue, Smith, Davis Wenzel, They have kind of four guys, and there's no way in the world that these four guys are going to be Texas Rangers.
2: And Foskew is interesting because he's on the list as well. Because let's say you did trade Nathaniel Lowe, or let's say maybe Mitch Garver does end up going on down the road. You could see a potential DH path for Foskew, who, hitting tool-wise, looks like he's ready. But if Nathaniel Lowe goes nowhere, if Mitch Garver does, in fact, come back to the Texas Rangers then you have a player that looks Major League ready and know where to put him. And then other teams are like, hello, we could use somebody who could play second base or we could play use somebody that could DH for us right now. Yeah. And so I think Justin Foscue fits the bill there because he is also on the list, as is Jack Leiter.
0: Yeah, and it's just a guy right now, Jack Leiter was supposed to already be in the Major Leagues and contributing. Let's yeah. be honest, the second overall pick, a college pitcher, dominated at Vanderbilt. He is... Supposed to, last year, make the major leagues at some point. He just didn't improve at the standard or the rate that they thought he would improve at as the number two overall pick. It doesn't mean he's not going to be a decent major league pitcher at some point in his career. He is just not developing at the rate that they thought he would out of Vanderbilt.
2: And because of that, let's face it, if you're training Jack Leiter, he's part of a deal. He is no longer the centerpiece right. to a deal, which would have been the case... Well, like you would have thought like leading up to this point, but now he'll be a dude who's like, and you're getting this guy and you're getting Jack Leiter yeah. and you're getting this guy. He'll
0: be a guy and in a he packet. might be projected more now by major league teams to be more of a reliever than a starter. The Rangers aren't giving up on him starting by the way, if he stays in the organization, but the Rangers might even look at him next year in May and go, Hey, somebody got hurt. Let's bring him up and put him in the pen and throw him an inning or two and see if that works out. If it works out, all of a sudden he's a bullpen guy. His dad was a reliever for the the Yankees slash Blue Jays when he came up and then eventually became a starter. So Jack's going to be an interesting guy this offseason to see if he's still with the Rangers and then how the Rangers use him. I do think he'll make the major leagues next year. I really do. I'm. I'm not saying as a starting pitcher anymore, but I do think even if he's with the Rangers and not traded, I do think he'll be on the Rangers at some point next year.
2: For the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the Fan. Coming up next, let's chit chat with those fellows from the G Bag Nation right here on 105 through the Fan.
6: It's that time of year, Cash the Ticket, Jim Costa with Mike Valeni, we shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Fancy Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan where the dream is dead. Shaq Leonard is signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Shut up. Sports. It's in the game. It is in the game. I think we actually ended up turning that around pretty well <laughs> yeah. right now. Woo! Courtesy of d Leasing, we bring you our chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, especially given the news I just told you, how is you today?
6: I'm doing pretty good, except Mike just asked me for my Peloton username, which means he's going to look me up and then shame me.
0: I'm going to follow you.
6: What's your highest output ever, Mike?
0: I had it, it's been a while cuz yeah. I rode a, a ride the other day uh that I liked a lot and yeah. I couldn't keep up with my 3 years ago ride Oh I was really like, dang I was rolling back then
6: Yeah yeah, no, Mike's got those super strong legs. I'm out there putting in a good attitude and effort session once a day though. Hey. Yeah, okay. You know. All right. Amen. That's important yeah. as well. But
0: then I can look and see what you're riding cuz sometimes I can hit your ride that you just rode yeah. and then I can be like, "Oh, I want to do that ride." That's and then awesome. I can put you, you up you on the board and then I could yeah, that's what I do. It so sense. then I'm, you're up <laughs> on the board it. and I can see exactly what you're doing at this moment in the ride and then outdo it. So there's a competitive nature Ooh. to it. To push me. Oh, like, I don't uh, like riding with Ryan Dreams. Yeah. That son of a gun just jacks it up to 70 and no stands way. up the whole time. No way. Yeah.
6: Baski will probably do one of Dawson's workouts on one of his like active recovery days. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, you going home and, I'm, going,
0: I'm actually going to go home and do whatever nice. you've done recently. I'm just going to do it. Nice.
6: You need to stand the whole time, though, because those seats are so uncomfortable.
0: You get used to it. Do you? Yeah. Do
6: you need to get the shorts for your? I for do. Your match? I, Guys, I a, I do I need to repeat
2: again that Shaq
0: Leonard is Sorry. signing with the
2: Eagles, he and not scared. the Cowboys? Yeah, he
0: didn't sign with us. What do you want us to break down Suck that anyway. he didn't sign with us? It's are unfortunate. Are you what disappointed at all? It feels like
2: a player that the Cowboys really could have used. And it I know does. we're, I know we're doing talent acquisition 24-7, 365, but are we?
6: This is this is not good. You know, I I, I imagine this Fair comes question. down to some sort of, uh, you know. Because we saw last week with Brian Baldinger, Leonard was leaning Cowboys is what he was hearing. Um, I think both teams know they needed him, and he and his agent leveraged that. And Philly is more aggressive in these situations. And we'll we'll bear that out in the news here over the next 48 hours, I'm sure.
2: If that's the case, Broadus, and sorry, you can tell me if you think I'm off base here. The Cowboys love to say, "Hey, you can carry over salary cap space, and that's all fine and well." Got to play Dak, man. But yeah, got to pay CD. That's great. Well, Dak's number is going to go down next year. Is oh, you're speaking facts. That's right. You're making sense over there, Hagee. Right. Is this seems like the type of move when people are like, "Well, what do you want us to do? We'll go make that big move? Well, here's the player there for free. It'll just cost you some salary cap space." that you have available at mm-hmm. this moment anyway. Why not take the swing? I'm not saying this guarantees you anything, but it looks like right now you ain't there, and maybe this would help with that quest.
4: Well, we don't know if it was a salary cap deal. That's the thing about you it. You think it could be injury then? I think, no. I, or I think, a health, I, medical? I, I, think they, I think there were some legitimate concerns with his injuries. Okay. I absolutely do. I think Which I can I, live with. I think that both teams had legitimate concerns with his injuries. Uh, I believe this is a decision that the player made himself. Uh, You know, maybe we'll see how the deal is structured and all that, and we could circle back and find out if the Cowboys were interested in that at all. But I think that both teams wanted this guy, you know, and I I think it came down to the player. I really do. I think that he said, you know what, I probably – now, maybe if you want to add that Philadelphia maybe made an insurance for maybe some other years going forward – then you know, that's something that I think that they were more committed to doing than the Cowboys were. But as far as, you know, paying and all that, I'd like to see how this thing is structured and then circle back and see, OK, you know, we weren't willing to really go that that direction with the player. But I, I do both teams wanted this player and, and both teams were willing to put a put aside all the injury problems that he has in order to make sure he was here. And
6: I don't want to be too much of a buzzkill, Heggy. You know, I do think it's Catboy striking again, but I, I think the bigger takeaway might yeah. be you might as well just save all of your cap space for next year because you ain't catching the Niners. Oh, With man. With or without Shaq Leonard. Oh, my goodness.
2: So you don't think just making it to the NFC Championship game could be a victory?
6: That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be a
7: nice that, and I think that's doable. That's very doable. You like moral victories, huh? Yeah. After for the Rangers just won the damn World For this World franchise, Series.
2: I do, because I'd also seen the Rangers make the World Series in recent memory.
0: All right, that's but two. But if Brock Purdy, Tommy John's. I don't want that to happen. He said if. 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 Like that's how the Philadelphia yeah. made it to the Super that's Bowl true. last year. They Tommy john them in the games. The, the, the Niners have had bad luck with that. And so you that's know, that, two, that is just kind of
6: true. That's th- what's derailed their season.
2: And that's two people at the round table that barring injury think San Francisco's a lock to move into the Super Bowl after yesterday. I get that argument very when, much. When
4: healthy, they're the best team in football. They are. Yeah, I don't even think it's when, close. No, yeah, it's, I, I it's, agree with you. It's And, you know, it, what's interesting is you go back and you study them and how Cleveland was able to beat them when they were in that three game, and Cleveland played really, really well. They attacked the right side of their offensive line, which the Cowboys really didn't do very well. They played a robber coverage where they dropped a safety in the middle and it took away the crossers. You know, there's things that you can learn by playing against San Francisco. You just have to have the players to be able to pull it off. Yeah. They and beat, that and that's and that's the problem that you deal with. When when their health is on, yeah, they're they're one of the best teams in football. They beat the number one seed Jacksonville Jaguars after tonight, thirty
0: four to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after tonight. And the number one seed, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. yeah both. And the Cowboys. Like, they just destroy the good team. When they're healthy, it's not even a competitive game when they're healthy.
4: Do you think, then, that Brock Purdy... Well, they wrote a lot of checks after that. They they wrote a lot of checks after that playoff game, you know, with yeah. what, all the things that they said, but they cashed every single one of them yesterday. If you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you there's nothing to say about that. You take your ass kicking and move on.
2: Yeah. You know?
4: Is Brock Purdy now your front runner for the MVP? Does how good Christian
2: McCaffrey has been? I still take Dak? At, that's your number one right now. I would
4: take. I would take if you since you gave me a choice between yeah. the two players, yeah. I would take Dak over Purdy right now. The way he's playing, yes.
6: Yeah, me too. Purdy hasn't proven he can play in anything other than perfect circumstances. I mean, he lost Debo and Trent Williams. They lost three in a row. Yeah, right. You know, Dak has lost a lot of good players over the years and kept this thing on the rails for sure.
0: I have a major question about voting tomorrow that I'll have in my Is this this about football voting, not regular voting? No. No. Okay. Football politics. Coming up on election year. I'm just going to say, I'm going to tease it. I think Dak (laughs) could run into an issue.
6: Could run for what?
0: Dak could run into an issue, even if he has a very MVP-like season the way he's having. I think think voters. East Coast bias. Well, I think there's another issue that I want to tease for Ooh. tomorrow. I think he could run into an issue where too many voters don't want to give too many Cowboys uh, uh, credit.
6: Hey, how are you doing today? I'm good, man.
0: Right Thank on. You Sorry, for, I forgot to ask. No, that's okay. Did you have fun last night? That's okay. Thanks I, for getting us focused, by yes, the way.
2: Yes, absolutely. I had a blast uh, last night. Way
0: more professional than me.
2: And yeah, me the, <laughs> the one part that I was like, I get it, I get it, is... We won one of the auctions, this fancy haircut place for my wife. And so when I picked up the certificate, the lady was like, Just kind of looked at me and kind of nodded her head. I was like, it's it's not for me. Yeah. She goes, that's probably for the best. I was like, yes, I'm aware. I don't have any hair. I get it. It's it's fair. So I appreciate her going out
6: of her way for that. You could just feel the judgment as she was looking at you. Absolutely. What do you need Yeah. for?
2: like, are you sure this is what you bought? It wasn't something different? I
6: was like, I have a wife. She
2: has hair. Mm. That's a really weird thing that I just. She has hair. Yeah. What do you guys got coming up on the program <laughs> today? <laughs>
6: Sounds like she was hitting on you to me, Hakeem. Oh no, it was good. Was to let wife her know you had
7: a wife around? A wife. No. Yeah. She was. Oh, she was makes getting. A lot of sense
6: though. <laughs> she walked away. Pure gold as always. Thanks for asking. Uh, we will have yes. some great commentary about uh, Eagles, Niners, and of course UT right out of the gates here in about five minutes. All right. Looking forward. The Cowboys to Cowboys tickets that. in the five.
2: Woo! Roll right. home. And that's for that Eagles game. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We have been the KC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.
7: Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin.